There's Michael. Welcome everyone on Periscope. Hey, we were. I was thinking about this opening of the show. The whole concept of today's show is uh, the jar of hate. And the idea of it is that, uh, you know, I've always kind of had a hunch, but recently it's been confirmed that I'm mentally ill. And uh, I thought that uh, part of my healing process is to get rid of all the hatred that's inside of me. And I thought, what better way than to put a bunch of poker chips uh, with uh, masking tape and then just write on it all the things I hate. And one of the things I wanted to put in the jar was something that I thought I hated, but then I turn, it turns out I can't really say with, you know, I can't really say in good faith that I do hate it, you know? So uh, it's, I'm just going to tell you what it is, you know? It's uh, ejaculating in a girl's face, right? You know what I'm saying, Mike? You know, it's not something traditionally that you'd think you'd hate, you know, that you put in the jar of hate. So I, I didn't, because I love it. I mean, you, you, I love the idea of it, you know? I like the idea of it. I like the... I like the fact that uh, for some reason, you know, the, the the fact that I know she doesn't like it, or, you know, the girl in the video, of course, <laughs> of course, you know, uh, <laughs> that uh, there's something about that that makes me uh, really interested in it uh, and like it, you know, but that is also the reason why I hate it. And the reason why I hate it is because when I was growing up with pornography, there was rarely a money shot. You didn't see a money shot. You'd see like on the back, on the stomach, you know, on the breasts. But the facial is a relatively new development in pornography. But it became the stand, the gold standard. Pretty much. You, you know? You need to do it now. Yeah. The only thing that's kind of threatening to, to dethrone it is the cream pie. But because it's, it's, the, it's the sleeper thing. But, but both of these things are no good for me because pornography is so accessible to our youth, Right. That every time they look at a person having sex, every young, impressionable young man out there is going to be looking at the money shot thinking that's how you finish (laughs) sex, right? I have two daughters, and the last thing I want to think about when (laughs) they bring some (laughs) zit-faced, prepubescent asshole over is the fact that he's going to be trying to squirt his milky load all over my daughter's eyelids. It's horrifying. You think that's too? I think that's too harsh of an opening. No. <laughs> well, let's hit the theme song and get rolling. <laughs> Wheel of hate. I don't know. I thought it was alright. Oh shit! <laughs> Cheers, a brown liquor. Brown liquor. You're like, you're like Gus. <laughs> on the lights, guys. I'll take that as a compliment. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome to Live from the Dutch Hall. I'm your host, everybody. I'm your host, Pete Van Dyke. And t- welcome, uh, welcome, welcome to the Dutch Hall in Pine Grove, Ontario, to the greatest podcast ever to come out of Pine Grove. It's hot. I'm your host, Pete Van Dyke, and we have our regular crew of the Dutch Hall regulars in the house today. We have, as always, my bartender and close friend and brother. Oh, very nice. Yeah, close friend, yeah. even. Yeah. Friended. Yeah. Paul Van Dyke is in the house. Let's hear it for Paul. Oh, we are more than brothers. <laughs> to my immediate left is my band leader and also great friend and. Uh. First cousin. Look at this title. Michael Bow is in the house. Let's hear from Michael Bow. Nice thick title. Thank you very much. And recording this episode, the jar of hate, 
live on Periscope is our lovely uh, camera woman and pseudo bartender, and also just overall great girl, my wife, my one true love, Jane Van Dyke. Thank you for coming in and helping us out, Jane. Unlike I can do. It does really freshen this place up to have a nice looking girl in the house. Very nice. So uh, today's uh, topic is the wheel. Hey, we kind of introduced it at the beginning. Is it a wheel or is it a jar? Oh, it's not the wheel. I'm so used to having a wheel in I here. I know. It's fun spinning. But I thought the jar, what's nice about this jar of hate. Oh, the sound of it. You know, I like the sound of it. But, it, you know, it's not, it's not, the wheel has a better sound too, that click, click, click. Oh, and yeah. I thought at one point I couldn't get the wheel back from the... I was too lazy to get it, to be honest with you. <laughs> and then, uh, so I uh, I thought, well, I could just get a wheel sound effect. You know, no one sees it, you know. Sure. But I thought, you know what? I got this jar, and what I can do with all the things I hate, you know. I think this show is going to be really good for me. It's going to really be therapeutic for me. And I think when I deal with all these issues that are in this jar, what's going to happen is that I'm going to become a lot happier as a man because I would have dealt with all these things. I've been just eating at my ass for all these years, you know. Just get it, get it, vent. Well, I see it's already worked. Right. You gave us full titles. Yeah. Being no farts, just full applause. Yeah, applause. Even, even just Lottery. writing them out has, has made you a nicer guy. Yeah. 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 It's already worked. I think this is going to be a great thing for me. <laughs> but what I'll, we'll do afterwards, I'll put a lid on this jar and I'll bury it in the backyard. All the things I hate will be just buried in the backyard. And then all of a sudden I'll be a nice guy. I'll be the, the most positive guy at the party, right? There you go. Positive Pete. Positive Pete, you know. I used to get a lot of grief in my former life and, uh, well, my whole life, actually, even in grade school, all through my work career, every all my whole life for being uh, what was considered to be a bit of a, a negative person, you know, like a turd in the punch bowl. Uh, a real, uh, a real like a downer, but it's not the case at all. I just have to ask lots of questions to understand things, and people sometimes think it's uh, negative. But I am very opinionated, and I do get angry easy. And that's the thing when these little, th- some of these things aren't that big a deal, <laughs> but what they are, what every one of them does, it fills me with horrible rage, horrible <laughs> rage. You know, like it, it burns up inside you. Paul, you said yourself. I said I was having anxiety problems. And you were saying, oh, that's just rage. It's just a, a heart full of anger. Why don't you just accept it? Yeah. Right? You call it anxiety. I call it uh, anger. Isn't that what you said? Yeah, I'm just mad. <laughs> well, we're going to get rid of it. Paul, if you have anything you want to add to the jar, it can help you too, right? That so maybe might this be, might be good for both of us. We need a bigger jar. So who wants to <laughs> who wants to reach into the wheel, for, into the jar? <laughs> reach into the wheel. Oh, Paul wants it. Paul's going to get in. What do we got here in the jar? Again. Oh, it just fits my man. I was gonna say it's gonna be tough. Country music, Pete. Oh, you hate the country music. Oh, excuse me. I know these. I know you that this is puked. gonna. Yeah, <laughs> that is that is a perfect. I almost vomited in my mouth just as soon as you said just it. Just had the two words. Right, country music. And I know this is gonna be controversial for some of my listeners because I know the country music is a big deal. Right, everyone loves yeah. country music. It's a big deal, right? Yep. My thing about country music is. Uh, there's a couple things. Number one, you can't make a person like music they don't like. The music's inside of you. You know, like you got music that's like uh, either moves you or it doesn't move you. Yeah. And uh, when I talk, and I'm and I'm not even talking about all country. Let's let's be clear here. Country's as diverse as uh, any other music. It's got alt country. Yeah. It's got rock country. You know, you have, but then you also have your pop, pop country. Which is, I would right? say that the big stuff right now is the pop country pop country and this is what i have a problem with i don't have a problem with the alt country i don't have a problem with acts that are uh 
authentic and uh, you're good and good musicians and all that stuff. I understand all that stuff. Right. But it's the ones that are like uh, uh, filling, like they're they're fitting a formula to suit whatever record company thinks that's going to sell to the dummies that don't know how to download for free. Yeah. You know that's what the that's what bothers me, and and the fact that people put on this effect. You know, if you see, if I, I've seen an interview, but Carrie Underwood was on Jimmy Fallon, and she's sitting there talking. You know, big country star, right? Carrie Underwood. She's sitting there talking to him, eloquent young lady. You know, sitting there answering questions. She's talking about her experiences. She's very. There's no hint of an accent, right? Mm-hmm, right. Then she sings her song. It's like, oh, we're going down Grandma's back porch, burger dick 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 do, right? And it's like, what the fuck? You don't. You don't talk like you don't. Key somebody's truck because I broke up with my boyfriend. Yeah, like Jesus Christ. You know, I know. There's an example though. Just to be fair to country music people. Is that I watched Zach Brown on Saturday Night Live, yep. right? And uh, he had Chris Cornell playing with him, right? Yeah, kick ass. If you look at the band, there's nothing that they were playing that wasn't rock music, you know? But then when Zach Brown sang, you could tell there was a country, something country to, to it, even though he was singing a rock song. Right. And, uh, but I think that's just because that's the way the guy sings, you know? Like, that's the, really that guy. Mm-hmm. I don't have a problem with that, you know? I don't have a problem with that at all. He, the like, country twang like if it's natural if that's the way you sing and that's the way you talk you're from the south or whatever and that's the way you are then that's fine i don't have a problem with it you know it's like someone from england that you can catch the english accent through their, their singing yeah i don't mind it at all i, I like know. it you know yeah. i think it's that's how they sing right kind of cool actually. yeah i think it's cool right it's authentic it's who they are it's when they they put the effect on on purpose it's like uh you know like it's just not real you know yeah. it's like uh, larry the cable guy if he doesn't have a accent yeah. you know playing that character all yeah. the time I, I just like a comedian that's kind of authentic you know i want to know who you are i don't want a character you know yeah. i think that's uh but people like the black like, i think you would go to the masses you know you want to get the black and white anyways what was, what was this one country music country music i, I, I agree I, I you know i feel it, the same way i've had people come up to me and they, they say well you don't like country well listen to this guy you know listen to, right if, if i hear they force feed you yeah if i have to hear another eric church song <laughs> i swear to god I get it. Eric Church is a big act, you know, like he's a lot of people love him. So he doesn't need me to love him, you know, like he's he's already doing fine. Like yeah. I'm not I'm not going to go out and ruin Eric Church's life. Yeah. I just it just does nothing for me. It sounds it sounds exactly like every other song I've heard. Like it just doesn't stand out to me. And uh you can't make a person like music they don't like. If you hear a song and all of a sudden like it hits you a certain you way, feel you know? something. Yeah, yeah. Like you hear a new act or something, you hear World Blood. Yeah. And you're like, man, you know, something different. It changes that, something in you. Yeah. But you can play that for somebody else, and they'll say it's they don't get it. Yeah. And it's. Do you do you think uh, do you think I got a question before we get off this one? Do you think because uh, I I like uh, the country atmosphere. I like I think the party is great and the people are always a good time. We hundred uh, percent agree. You know what I mean? We went. We happened to go to a nice establishment. It was a country bar. We had a great, one of the greatest nights of our lives. It was a great time. Oh yeah. Who cares about the music? The people were great. The atmosphere was a fun time. Yeah. Do you think people just are drawn to that country music because of that? Well, that is the allure for sure for me too, because right. because yeah. I like I I thought I was the same way. Like I don't like country at all, but I was in that country bar having the time of my life. I just loved it. Yeah, right? it was great. And it was because of the people and the party and and the and I don't and I like how much they like the music. Yeah. Like, like I I get the fact that it moves people and I just don't get it. Yeah, it's not know? for me, but I yeah I get why people. What like I hate it. is that you try to spoon feed me to like like try to force me to like it, yeah. right? <laughs> like because now people know I don't like country music, so then country comes on. I stay quiet and polite, you exactly. know. I don't, I don't, t- I don't bitch about it, you know. Yeah. 
And if I get a chance, I'll play my like older country that I like, or you know, like uh, some of the the more alt country that I think is that right. it's like meeting them halfway. Yeah. You're like, okay, yeah. we'll listen to Lucinda Williams or something like that. It's like uh, kind of like uh, it's country, but it's rocky, and you right. know. But uh, I agree. That's what that's what the allure is, and they're and the country people are doing a good job of like bringing that party atmosphere yeah. back and actually the biggest rock acts right now are c- the country, country acts, acts yeah, yeah no, like, there's no question like rock is dying or dead yeah. and country took it over and yeah. kept it alive yeah. like that's where if you want to see a good rock act they're probably hiding in country right now yeah. yeah and that's because they can make still make money selling records too it's the same thing that's the only people buying records right now are like uh little kids and uh the middle of america who's just not technologically right. you just, know savvy yet right Oh, the yeah. Rooster Dave Charters. Dave Charters. You know, I, we went we went and did an opening this time, and one thing we didn't do was introduce. Um, we didn't even make mention of Dave Charters. You know, that he was that he was here or wasn't here. You know, we didn't even make mention of him, which is unfair. You know, he is a part of our show. We should make mention of him. But what he? Parting hearts. Oh yes, that's <laughs> Charters is a heart. Isn't he at work? Isn't he supposed to be working? Yeah. Is that is well, am I gonna get? He's not here. I don't know. How could he be just hearts? You know. Anyways, I'll tell you something about Charters. Uh, he's gone, and uh, another week without him. And I don't know how many of this has been in a row without Dave Charters on my show. So as, as a form of protest, we are not playing any of Dave's theme songs. Oh. Unless, uh, unless, like, uh, the recorded ones. We're just going to play the ones that uh, we have mastered. Mike was a part of writing feedback. We got I, I feedback. Know, I know the tabs. Yeah, you know the tabs. We're not playing any of his recorded stuff. Because this is a live show, Dave. This is a live show, and maybe you should show up once in a while. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> you know, Soundboard Sheik, do you have anything you want to say to him? Wait, well, Sheik, you got anything? sleeping over there. Wake up, Sheik. Sheik. sleeping. He didn't hear Rooster, Dave, whatever, whatever your fucking name is, <laughs> I want to let you know everybody is here, and you didn't make it. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> oh, that's exactly what you deserve, Charters. And... <laughs> And uh, hopefully we'll see you soon next week. We're hoping to lure him next week. Apparently Dave's been on a big world tour. He's been really bragging about it. Last time I saw him, he was oh. like really bragging on how he's been all over playing gigs. And I'm like, well, funny, I didn't get any, I didn't get any announcements to plug it on the show. You know, like this should be a, you know, something that we could uh, do and where we could promote Charters' music and as well maybe uh, bring in your. Your uh, bandmate, Nocturnal Emissions. Yeah, thanks a lot, Dave. I just uh, informed him of uh, something because I'm a great bandmate today. But yeah, what there is is there's some people that think about the band, and there's some people that just think about themselves. Yeah, and and I'm gonna let you know. I know I know which one you are, Mike. Yeah, thank you. But I don't know. I don't know about this other guy, Dave Charters. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, we should go on to another subject. Right. Mike, you pulled one out yeah, of there. Yeah, Polly, I drew one out. Uh, we got a working for a big corporation. Oh, well, this one is is gonna be crickets. Which like you can hear out here. These aren't these, are, which yeah. is terrible. Yeah. If we had more of a live studio audience, we wouldn't hear the crickets. But they are they're really loud tonight. Anyways, working for a big corporation. I can't I can't get through a jar of hate without talking no, about no. how I spent 15 years hating my job. So uh, I, and the reason is I would ne- I would never. Uh, I don't think I would in my lifetime. Now that I've made the switch, I would never go back to working for a big corporation, especially a publicly traded corporation. 100% never again in my life. I'm going to say that. You've made that choice. 100%? 100%, Yeah. (laughs) I will work for another person. I will work for a private corporation or something that isn't like profit driven, I think. You know, maybe. Those are maybes. That's on the bubble. Try not to. I I don't really want to work for anybody. But the reason is, is because people, when you go into a work, when you go into a, a, a job place, you know, 
you or workplace, you got to spend like more time there than you do with your own family, and you're spending it with a bunch of people that you had no control over who you yeah who you got to spend like Good all point. all your days with. You go into work, you could be sitting with a bunch of psychopaths. You know, you don't have a clue. You don't have any choice in the matter. You sit with some person makes your life miserable all day long. You gotta sit there. Not to mention. The company that you're working for doesn't give a shit about what you're good at and how you can help them. No. They just want you to fit into whatever box they need you to fit in, talk the way they want you to talk, dress the way they want you to dress, be the way they want you to be. Well, what the fuck if I if I'm better going into work and uh, you know having a few beers? <laughs> yeah. You know, then I should be allowed to do that if I'm good at it. You know, if I'm good, if I'm better, if I'm better uh, salesman, if I'm lit, then you should let me drink, yeah. right? <laughs> Don't you think? I totally agree. Well, and yeah, if you it makes sense. And if you were better, if you're like a, uh, if you're better, uh, say smoking weed. Let's say you're just like a real dick, and then you just have a smoke a, a joint, and you're like uh, all of a sudden you're a real, uh, uh, you know, likable guy. You, you're selling a lot of stuff, right? Let's say that. Why should you? Why should you? Be, if you're like a, a, a receptionist at a at a at a bank, and you like to have Bailey's in your coffee. <laughs> Because it's the only way you can get through your fucking day. Dealing with people all day. Yeah. Right. Of listening to these same idiots that don't get, that are bitching about their $2 bank fee every fucking month. Right. Like, you, you know, like uh, maybe you should let that woman have her bellies in her coffee. You know what I'm saying? I'm not talking about letting everyone drink. I'm just saying like there's certain freedoms right. that that you are that you have to give up in order to be a part of working for somebody else. If, if you are like a farmer. Mm-hmm. And you want to have Bailey's in your coffee? I don't think anyone is going to be giving you any grief over it. No, right? no. There's there's many mornings where you just sneak a little something in there to get you just, going in the morning for yeah, sure. Yeah, just put a little glow on. You're it's like, nice. Yeah, you don't have to worry. Nobody's going to tell you no. Do your work. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's all I'm saying is I I think in life you want to you want to aspire to be free, don't you? You want to aspire for, for for liberty and stuff. Wait, who is this? Oh, oh my Jesus! God. This guy likes to ruin the show. What Here, a let's accept dick. This. Charters. Hey. Hello. Hey, you're on the air. I'm on the air. Yeah, you're on the you're on live from the Dutch Hall with Pete Van Dyke. Yeah, this is Dave Charters, the man that writes the music for the show. Oh, hi, Dave. How you doing? Night. Good. Thanks. Hey, my ears were ringing. I felt like uh, maybe someone was talking about me. You ever get that feeling? Well, I thought you were watching on Periscope. We saw you like farting hearts. Oh. I said you weren't gonna. I wasn't gonna play any of your recorded theme songs. Yeah, because it's out of protest because you didn't show up. Because you know what? It's hard really? for it's hard for me to go through my phone when we're using it for Periscope to search for your uh, Paul's potables. So we just we decided. Can I put you in the jar of hate right now? Because you're <laughs> you're sucking the li- you're sucking the life out of this show right now. Yeah, listen. You know what? Listen. Do what you gotta do. If you don't want to play your theme songs and you don't care about obviously your rating, then that's fine. <laughs> Uh, well, you think that the the Paul's Potables is what made the Life from the Dutch Hall really catch fire in the U.S. this week, Dave? I believe that Paul's. Uh, I, we all know that Paul's become a pretty popular uh, uh, member of the Dutch Hall crew, and I believe that a, a good portion of his popularity has to do with his name. Do you have your guitar on you right now? Do you have your guitar on you right now? <laughs> no, I don't. 
I got a lot of exciting stuff going on. Though. I can't wait till next week uh, if you let me in. Oh, well, you're definitely you're definitely in. We're we're demanding you come in. Actually, <laughs> it's going to be live from Turkey Point next week, so you'll have to come down to Turkey Point. Is it really? Yeah. Yeah, I know. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it later. And charters. I just wanted to let the people at home know that there was some technical difficulties with uh, life from Barbie Mansion this week, or the uh, life from the Dutch Hall spinoff, and uh, the one uh, like they are. The, this show is like the Laverne and Shirley to our happy days. You know, you know of the show, Dave. Eh? Life from Barbie Absolutely. Mansion. Absolutely. I'm very excited about it. I think those young ladies really have. Uh, I was privileged enough to listen to that that pilot episode. Thanks for sharing that with me. I think these young ladies are really onto something. Yeah, well, I I you wrote a theme song for them, eh? I sure did. And sure did. So we'll see if they use it. We've definitely been gracious for them. Apparently, we're still eagerly awaiting the uh, first uh, ever uh, episode of Life from Barbie Mansion. So, uh, Charters, I know that you're really in there with those girls with writing the theme song. So hopefully, uh, hopefully they'll use it. You really branched out to be a pro. Spoiler alert, uh, I got a little something else in the works too, but uh, I'm not letting the cat out of the bag just yet. No one cares, okay? <laughs> See you later. <laughs> All right, there we go. Back to the... Uh, no one cares. <laughs> <laughs> back to the Wajara. Hey, let's pull out another Dave. one. Dave. I got Tim Hortons. Okay. For our American listeners, and I do have to say it, I, I, I kind of mentioned it with uh, with charters there. We did get a bunch of new American listeners on Saturday. It was an unbelievable spike of American listeners just on Saturday. I don't know if we were featured on iTunes there or what happened, but Saturday we had listeners from all over the states. It was really exciting. Uh, we had uh, ten, lots from Tennessee, North Carolina, South Carolina, uh, West Virginia, Virginia, uh, Alabama, uh, Ohio, Colorado, California, Florida, New Jersey, uh, Connecticut, you know, just all over the states and Minnesota, you know, so it was a great, uh, uh, it was really a cool day, you know, that we got that many people get our ears on last week's show, spinoff city. I don't know if it had anything to do with those girls, but the word is definitely spreading across the U S and you guys, I don't know if my U S listeners are aware of Tim Hortons, but I'll tell you, Tim Hortons in Canada is a big deal. It's a big deal people's lives so for me to come out and say tim i hate tim hortons it's i know it's going to ruffle some feathers i'd say is tim hortons in here if you if and i'll tell you what i uh hate about tim hortons there's a bunch of things i hate about it but number one i hate the fact that as a canadian i have to i feel i have to feel obligated somehow that i'm not a patriot if i don't uh drink the coffee of this co- the shitty coffee of some big fucking corporation right right go in there and eat shitty sandwiches that all they're trying to do is whittle away at every freaking penny that in, in in the bread and the meat and the cheese whatever they can fucking skimp on to give you the shittiest lunch you can get for the cheapest price they can give it to you they're giving it to you and people line up like it's freaking religion you oh know God. you know like they're going up there for their like their morning coffee the other thing i don't like about it is the fact, and, and they're, they think they're patriotic. It's just some fucking, is it even Canadian owned anymore? Yeah, oh, good I don't even know if it is. It's Wendy's that owns it, isn't it? Like, uh, I don't know who I'm owns. not sure anymore. You're right. It did switch. Yeah, I don't even, it's probably owned by some uh, Middle Eastern guy or something like that now, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, I, it's, the fact of the matter is, we have allegiance to this coffee, this big shitty coffee house, and it, and you're made to feel like everyone's, uh, I'll tell you something, everyone thinks that everyone loves Tim Hortons. Like, if you have a person come into your office, if you're working in a workplace and there's someone coming in to do a meeting or meet with you or whatever, 
they'll bring in a box of Timbits, yeah. which are like, what are they? The uh, Dunkin' Donuts have the little the little balls. balls. The center of the donuts that they cook in the Timbits, right? And I'll tell you, there's not one office that I've ever been in where a person brings in a box of Timbits where the staff there are happy to see those boxes of Timbits. Most of the time, it's a bunch of uh, people who are sitting at desks all day and are already fat from doing that, right? <laughs> so when you put a f- box of friggin' deep-fried dough in front of them, coated in icing sugar, we're going to eat it because it's fucking delicious, right? But we don't want it. You know, we don't want it at all. And it's just a thing that sits there because we're bored with our jobs and we pick at it all day long and eat two or three right. uh, Timbits until you're friggin' so I, I think I can break my day up by going and spending five minutes getting a Timbit. Oh, uh, yeah. It's... You know? That's what it is. Well, sure. the other this is the other thing I hate about it. I I'm not saying that you're white trash because you go to Tim Hortons, but on 100 percent of white trash goes to Tim Hortons. Yes. Right. They go to there every fucking day. They live. 100 percent of the people, it seems to me, of the people who can't, aff- who would be way better off with a coffee maker at home, so they could spend their 10 cents on a cup of coffee, are spending like three bucks. Five times a day at Tim Hortons on with, a triple extra large. Yeah, with 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 which has which does not taste like coffee. It's a triple triple. It's yeah. got so much goddamn cream and sugar into it. it. It doesn't. It's like a. It's like drinking liquid cake. Yeah. You know, it's not a. It's not a coffee. And this is this is your birthright. This is what you have to drink to make you Canadian. Fuck Tim Hortons. <laughs> All right, jar of hate. That's Tim Hortons. Who you go the next Pete one? Sat in the sat in the hospital when I had my thumb. Pete drove me to right. London for my surgery and uh we walked in there and every trashy person with the with the extra large like it's a size of them like a thermos it's like a big gulp yeah Yeah. a big gulp of coffee and they wonder why they're freaking they can't sleep they got sleeping pills to go to sleep well stop drinking fucking eight pots of coffee (laughs) yeah why are my teeth brown why are you drinking too much goddamn coffee (laughs) pete why do you hate reality tv well, reality TV, Paul, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> because I do hate reality TV. And the reason why is because I value my own life. Because I think that the time I spend here is worthwhile to spend on real things. And reality TV is the furthest thing from real that there is. You know, what are you going to do? Is you ever going to see a person where they put on their tombstone when they die? You know, this pers- here lies the person of a guy that's watched 400 hours of Honey Boo Boo. You think they're going to say that? No one gives a shit, right? It's it's absolute waste of your time. And not to mention, this is, goes against my hatred for corporations, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, there were, I'm, I'm good, Michael. I'm good, too, Mike. Um, this goes against my, my – this goes along with my hatred for corporations, which, which is the fact that a reality show is basically a, a television company who, who doesn't want to hire actors, doesn't want to hire writers, even though they do write the show. To make the show about people who are behaving as the how, as they're told to behave if they would be in the situation that they're not really in. And then they put that on television and you watch it for fucking ever even though you know it's not real. And that goes for Honey Boo Boo, the Kardashians, <laughs> the fucking uh, uh, Duck Dynasty. Oh, the Wahlbergs? The Wahlbergs. The Wahlbergs. The Wahlbergs. <laughs> Danny all. and Donnie and who is it? Marky. <laughs> Marky Mark and then the, the ugly Mark brother. The, oh, is That's there the, another brother? Well, he's the chef. He's the one that made the hamburger joint. Oh. The two brothers with money had to pitch in for the the rest of the joint. I don't know if that's true with the Wahlbergs, but it's the way I kind of perceive it. Sounds right. Yeah, anyways, fucking, uh, um, uh, what was I going to say? Like the, the, the main reality show that I hate the most, and it's the one that I'm banned from the house when it's on TV because my wife loves it, 
is the bachelorette, oh. right? The bachelorette, I tell you, if I'm in the room when the bachelorette is on, I am become filled with rage. I can't stop myself from being angry with the bachelorette. This is true. My wife told me that uh, I have to leave, you know, when it's on because she likes it. Or the bachelor, bachelor, bachelorette, whatever. Bachelor's bad because a bunch of fucking whores that are just trying to, like, you know, Shit like one, just. Dude. You're going to marry him. You know him for two weeks. You're going to, uh, come on, you know, yeah. like, whatever. And then the, the guy, and then the girls, too, like, you know, she seemed like. All those guys, you know, I don't understand it. it you, two weeks, people just want to be on TV. Uh, it doesn't make much sense to me, and, and there's no romance to it. And it doesn't, and people are all doing it for the wrong reasons, right? You get like 20 people, you line up for me, and in two weeks, I got to decide which one I'm going to marry. Fuck, <laughs> that's ridiculous, right? I just can't get past it, you know. And then this ruins the. I do like ranking the girls, though. Yeah, just rather rank them. But it would. T- this would be the show that this is the Bachelorette starring, uh, or the Bachelor starring Pete Van Dyke, right? I would go into the house, and I'd say, line all the girls up. And then I'd be, like, looking at them for a while, you know. I'd make them kind of turn around, probably. Uh, and then I would have individual meetings with each one, <laughs> right? And I would uh, <laughs> and I would do what I can to get to know get to know kind of what I'm dealing with. And I'll tell you, with the, with the lineup of, of superficial twats that they're going to sh- <laughs> throw right. at me, right. I tell you, I make, I make short work of it. You know, you ask them one question, gone. See if they know what the, if they have any clue what they're talking about. Most of the time, they won't. Gone, gone, gone. I'd thin that house to probably a handful of girls that aren't retarded, in uh, <laughs> like probably 15 minutes, right? <laughs> then, then whatever three are left, we're going on some really good dates, <laughs> yeah. and I'm banging all three of you. <laughs> <laughs> That's the next test. And in the finale, guess what? I don't propose. I run away from the altar and the laughing. That's what it is. And they're like, oh, he's the worst. And at the meeting afterwards, I'm like, what do you think I was going to do? Marry you? You're crazy. It's a television show. Well, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. You guys are great. You're real goers. <laughs> You're real goers. Good for you. Yeah. Great I was effort. talking to my kids. I said, I'd like to be on the uh, on all the reality uh, game shows, you know, like uh, Big Brother and Survivor and, uh, you know, all those uh, Amazing, Amazing Race, Race yeah. you know. I'll go on them all, but my goal in, in – uh, and so you, whatever, dancing one. I don't know. I won't do the talent ones. But I'll be the, my goal is to be the first one off of all of them, right? <laughs> right you want to get on the show. You do everything you can to be the, the appropriate contestant, but you get on the show and you fuck it all up in the first, like, episode <laughs> – <laughs> Where you're just so bad at it, and then you get kicked out, right? But at least you've got a great story from it, right? And you didn't have to waste, like, a whole lot of time. You just, right. you know, a couple of days off instead of, like, a, three months or whatever. Yeah, starving yourself. Yeah, no, no. I don't have to eat anything bad. I'm already kicked out before you have to eat something gross or jump off a building you or something like that. still get to go to the finale. Oh, uh, yeah, I get to, back. yeah, I get to go on. I probably get to go do the, you know, the after show. Because I would have made such – I'm going to make such an impact right, cause you're such <laughs> on the first show. Yeah. There's no way for me to be on a reality show, even if I'm trying to win it. You know, there's no way I can be on the reality show without being the villain. I can't. I have to be the. I would have to be the bad guy. There's no way uh, that I could be anything oh, else. Like you and Jane on Amazing Race, like racing around the world. Oh yeah, it, it'd be like the most intense. They wouldn't be able to show it. It'd be like a big beep. Here's oh, yeah. Pete and Jane in the back of a cab. Beep beep. Yeah, no just words. Pete's just losing his mind. Where the fuck are the bad parts? <laughs> you know, it's because it's like on the Wheel of Filth where they couldn't show they couldn't show the scene of me getting mad at Abby because my face was too angry. They yeah. thought it would scare people. They no one would like me if they yeah. saw that face I made. And I thought, well, that would be great because then I could uh, like they would have to blur my face out the whole time on uh, Amazing Race because there's 
I would be like that the entire time. Who like, is this faceless man? Jesus Christ. Intense. Every fucking country, they all don't know what the fuck they're doing. <laughs> you know? No How hard is it go. for you to sell me a goddamn plane ticket? Jesus Christ, James. Like, calm down, calm down. No, honestly, fuck every country. Every country can't just... T- I want to buy a fucking ticket. <laughs> Those guys got their ticket in 10 minutes. They're already on the goddamn plane. And we're going to miss the next one. You know, like, it would... It would she'd cry. It would just be like... A, Oh, you're going to cry now, right? You know, it would not be pretty. So First one off. So you're not signing up next year. No, I will. I will. I'd love to. <laughs> I think there's a I would love to be that guy. I think it would be hilarious. I it would be like the I would be like the Rowdy Roddy Piper of reality oh, television, okay. you know? Nice. Like I'd be the heel wrestler. I understand that. Yeah. Yes. I think you really have a problem with people telling you what to do. I do, yeah. Cuz you hate country music corporate. They're doing what people want them to do, right? right? Mm-hmm. You hate reality TV. It's fake. They're doing what the people want them to do right um tim hortons yeah it's like following get in the line be a sheep <laughs> drink yeah. your fucking coffee and then the real one the you hate working for a big corporation so what corporate bullshit is pete gonna hate good people good <laughs> he hates people. good people <laughs> good good people yes i like that segment it's called breaking it down with paul <laughs> thank you that was nice it was it a little was summary nice. I like in case that. you joined the show late paul just brought you up to speed <laughs> I do hate good people, Paulcha, and the reason is it's you know is because why wouldn't I hate good people? They scare the shit out of me, you know. Because what? They're too good. Yeah, they're, they're kind of it's it's off putting. Well, not just that. It's like who does bad things? Good people, right? All the people, oh. you know. It's like you know who is bitching about Richard Pryor using the F word, you know, and and Chris Rock swearing too much. It's it, it's and uh, using the N word and stuff like that in their act. It's Bill Cosby. That's, that's oh a good Jesus, point. Chris Rock, you shouldn't uh, you shouldn't use the F N word and you shouldn't swear. You know Eddie Murphy, he tried clean Eddie Murphy's act up too. You know I'm like, yeah. at least with those guys, they they tell you their flaws. You know if they're flawed, they let it. They let you know. You know they're honest about it. Bill Cosby, fucking guy, doesn't swear. whoop de doo You've raped people. Yeah. You know, that's a lot worse, you know? <laughs> Those sweet sweaters can't cover up anymore. No, no, no. No. That being said, you know, like, uh, who got in Like, uh, we talked about last week about Cosby, when I defended Cosby, pretend defended Cosby. But they, the, the, there are people that are getting arrested now, or not getting in trouble for things they said a long time ago. You know, like Hulk Hogan? Oh, yeah. You he got about- kicked out of wrestling. Yeah, because he said said horrible racist things, but it was like seven or eight years ago. Yeah, you know? yeah, and now it's catching up with him. Yeah, and now they banned him from WWE, right? Or yeah, yeah. Like you know what it was about? No, I don't. There was uh, uh, his daughter was dating an African American fellow. Ooh, that old and, chestnut. And uh, apparently, uh, Hulk Hulk, the Hulkster likes likes African Americans as long as they don't bang his daughter, <laughs> right? <laughs> That was the that was the part that was the part that was a real trigger for him apparently. <laughs> He's good up until then. Yeah. So I want all the judgmental people out there to uh, just ask themselves this question, right? It's like, uh, Kate, now uh, you think that uh, Hulk Hogan's a real racist for what he said, which I I happen to think that he is, right? Right, a racist. Um, but if now uh, if you're in the same situation and someone was. Uh, uh, a, an African American guy was uh, was fornicating with your daughter. Are you going to be as cool with it? Are you going to be cool with it? Because I think a lot of the people say things and then they're like, but they they still they they might be surprised that some pop up racism comes out of nowhere. You know, right. you're like, I didn't think it was racist at all, but then all of a sudden this black guy comes comes in dating my daughter and it set me right back. You know, like it would be 
I know that's kind of like going back in time. Like this is more of a problem for the 60s or 70s, right? <laughs> I can't imagine a scenario where a black kid comes in now with my daughter and I'd have a problem with it because... Uh, or the same. Yeah. yeah. It would have to be like a, you know, like a, it would have to be like a real, like a guy that just got out of prison or something like that, <laughs> you know, like with a big teardrop Gangster, tattoo on his yeah, eye or something people. like that. And, and he's like, uh, you know, just rude to me. You know, then I got a problem with him, but it's still based on him being an asshole. You know, like it's based on him being an asshole, not not on his not on being black. You know. No. Okay, the jury's out. Hulk Hogan's a racist. <laughs> Simple. And, and I'm gonna put racism in the in the jar. Hate too. Hate racism. It's in there. It's out. Gene. Yeah, pull it out, Gene. Put a little stink on it. Oh. Man buns. Man buns. Oh, Man great buns. Point. All right. This is a new one. We weren't going to have man buns on, but then we started. We just we just uh, started talking about man buns before the show, and uh, I don't know if people are aware of the trend that has uh, taken over. Oh my uh, At least what I see. I mean, out there, I I, I never seen so many man buns out there. <laughs> and what it is is that guys are used anybody that that can pull their hair into a ponytail, and these are two types of ponytails. You got the shoulder length hair guy who puts his hair back in a ponytail to get it out of his face. And then he puts it up. It's like how, you know, you see the librarian or the bookworm, you know, she's got her hair in a ponytail, but then she, she yeah. scrunches it all up it and in. sticks a pencil in it, you know, to make it a bun, like that messy bun. Yeah. That's what these fellas are doing now, right? Fellas. And, uh, you know, I, maybe I'm just an old chunk of coal. Maybe I'm just a, an old-fashioned, you know, curmudgeon. But I'm telling you, back in my day, the only people with buns were ladies. And I draw the line with man bun. There's no need for it. And when I've, when I've said to people that, because I, I can't get my head around it, I'm just too too stuck in my ways to get over the fact that this hair, I just don't think there's a need for a bun, boys. Like no, the seems point like a lot tail, of work. The other type of haircut that's growing it is the Rob Van Dam. If you remember Rob Van Dam, Mr. Monday Night, yeah. you know, he used to cut shave his hair like around the sides there and pull his pull whatever long hair on the top back into a ponytail. Yeah. Now, the, the people of today, the man bunners, would then wrap that thing and stick a pencil through it or whatever they do. Yeah. And that would be uh, that's what uh, they would do. So they have two the two kinds: the shoulder length hair, and then that kind of bowl cut hair with a top. They just pull into a top ponytail that they man bun. I got. Oh, I haven't th- seen that. Oh yeah. Yeah. I just the full long hairs, like a real long hair, put it up into a bun. Now that's yeah. just instead of having a ponytail, they wrap it up. Right. And when I said to people, "What's the point of that?" Well, like, what do you want to wear? Right. That's what I hear from you, right? Like, what else do you do with it? Well, what did you do for the last two fucking hundred million right. years? You weren't doing that. None well, of the men did it. None they of the ro- men. They rocked a pony. Rocked yeah. a pony. Nice sweet want, pony. Maybe they don't want to rock ponies anymore. No, because their sweet sensitive necks don't like the flippity flop of their ponytail. Yeah, they go hug a tree and. <laughs> all I'm saying, all I'm saying to the people with man buns, I don't want to alienate, alienate my audience because I've already alienated uh, all the country fans and people that drink Tim Hortons and. Just losing listeners left. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm just telling you, I'm putting this in a jar. I'm going to bury it in my backyard. That's what we're dealing with this stuff, but I don't get the man bun. Maybe someone with a man bun can come on or send me an email at lifeinthedutchhall@gmail.com, <laughs> or you can reach out to me on Twitter, Dutch Hall on Twitter, Instagram, or uh, Life from the Dutch Hall on Facebook. Just give me old likes there. Simple. Message me. Hey, you really hate pandas? Pandas. <laughs> Pull that out, eh? That old chestnut. Okay, oh, let me just talk pandas. about pandas. I, don't, I know I've offended a lot of people with the, my talks about other things, but this one here oh, I expect to get the most hate mail over. Everybody loves fucking pandas, don't you? <laughs> oh, the pandas. Look at the pandas. They're so cute. 
Oh, on the you turn on the news in the morning. Oh, look at the pandas. Look at the baby pandas at the zoo, right? You know, these fucking pandas without people would have been dead hundreds of years ago. These stupid sons of bitches, all they do is sit in their goddamn bamboo field, eat thirty pounds of bamboo a day, shit in the bamboo forty times a day, and they don't fuck, right? They don't. You have to play. They are playing pornography for the pandas in order to get them in the mood to mate because they're too lazy to, to mate. If you're that stupid that you're eating one food product and it gives you the shits 40 times a day <laughs> and you're not smart enough to procreate in order that you can just have be alive, you know, then you deserve to be extinct. The fucking pandas deserve to be extinct. I don't care that the... And they're not that goddamn cute. They're fat and... Sm- I'm sure they smell. They shit 40 times a day. <laughs> it's probably like a liquid shit. Have you ever just gone on a like a salad diet for a day or two? You're throwing freaking cabbage into the toilet like left and right. These guys are eating 100% bamboo. <laughs> Idiots. Of all the years, they haven't evolved to the point where they could think, well, maybe we'll eat a fish or something or something maybe, a block of cheese, bung me up. Another animal. <laughs> you know, anything. They got teeth that are like something like seven times the size of our teeth, but they don't eat fucking animals. They eat fucking bamboo, and they and it gives them the shits, and then and it also decreases their sexual appetite. Maybe they should be eating uh, tomatoes, or cucumbers, or Viagra. Oh my goodness! <laughs> Those are all things. But well, the pandas, oh no, keep them alive because they're cute. Look at when they're small. All animals are cute when they're small. Even a baby rat is probably cute when it's small, and it grows up to be a big fat Chinese rat, uh, like a bear or whatever it is. Like, I don't think it's that goddamn cute. I just don't. <laughs> Fuck a panda. Fuck a panda. I don't like it. Maybe people like them because they're You know uh, what? Before we, go, before we go to the next thing, you know what? One thing I don't hate is feedback from our listeners. So we have a little segment on the show we call Feedback. We got feedback. We got feedback. Feedback! Oh, welcome to Feedback. We got feedback, everybody. This week's feedback, feedback, we got feedback, is brought to you by our friends from Amazon. If you go to Live from the Dutch Hall's webpage and you click on any of our Amazon banners, you can do all your shopping in either Canada or the United States, and you will get uh, all the things that Amazon can provide you, and they will throw a little bit of money at the Live from the Dutch Hall program so we can make the show better. And I got my uh, monthly emails from Amazon this month, and we... Uh, did not get another check. Ah. Uh, we're still building towards that second check, but I think we're going to get there. I really do. I have hope for it. I have hope, it. yeah. But everyone go on there and do your Amazon shopping. And also want to uh, recognize uh, our other sponsor, VG Meats. If you go onto our website, you're going to see a coupon there. Print out a whole bunch of those coupons. I don't see an expiry date on those things. And you just put them in your put them in a nice safe place. And every time you go to the VG Meats in either Simcoe or Stony Creek, you Pop out that coupon. You say, "Give me some steaks, man. Give me, fill yeah, it up. We got, yeah. and uh, you go, steaks. or even some some ground beef. And you're going home with uh, some meat for your family. It's high quality, made by a good, good family uh, that knows what they're doing, and uh, everyone's better for it. And we get a little bit of money at life in the Dutch Hall. So thank you for the VG Meats feedback. We got feedback. We already recognized our new listeners, and it was a great deal this week to. Um, See the, all the new listeners from the states that we got. It was uh, it was really kind of exciting. So uh, hopefully some of them come back this week for this show. Um, we have uh, uh, we the feedback from last week's show, Spinoff City, was uh, was pretty pretty light actually. I didn't get a lot of feedback. Oh. We we got a lot of listeners, but we didn't get a lot of feedback yet from. Them. We got a few likes. We got a few uh, 
retweets. We got some, uh, you know, but we never we never really got a lot of feedback. People just treading yeah. water. Yeah, they weren't saying very much about it. But the, what I did here was a few people said they really enjoyed. Uh, uh, well, actually, it was you, wasn't it, Jane? You liked the when I compared you to an old boot. <laughs> feedback from someone that was on the show. Really enjoyed yeah. that. Yeah, she enjoyed that. <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> see how it goes here. Hmm. But you know. <laughs> Every week, you know, we like to name our listener of the week, and uh, I was going to say, like, we don't get it. We got we're light on feedback this week. It was really disappointing. I know people are busy. It's the summertime. Everyone's busy, but we didn't get any feedback this week. But we did get feedback from one person that we always get feedback from, and uh, you know what I'm going to do? Because I'm so I'm I'm so happy that he gives me feedback each and every week. I'm naming this week's listener of the week. Uh, the Haitian Dwarf. Oh, the Haitian Dwarf is our listener. H- oh, HD. Yeah, what's we'll, we'll the applause there for the Haitian yeah, Dwarf? Yeah, HD gets it. Oh, yeah. So, without further ado, let's go to our good friend, the Haitian Dwarf. You're listening week, buddy. Enjoy it. I love that word. All right, everybody. That's the Haitian Dwarf. Haitian Dwarf's been with us since the very beginning. He gives us uh, feedback most weeks. This week is no exception. He gives us five stars. Five stars, as always. And this week's uh, feedback is short and simple. He says to us, he goes, uh, uh, Hey, Blondie, have you ever seen a Caribbean tripod? Oh, that's what he said. Thank you, Haitian Dwarf, for that. Obviously, uh... Obviously, the Haitian Dwarf was enamored by uh, the cover girl of last week's episode, Spinoff yeah. Cine, and uh, he's he's willing to uh, to show her things that she hasn't seen before. He's really taken around the world. So I think the girls starting life from Barbie Mansion have to be put on alert that uh, if you're if you're gonna you're you're gonna get fans like the Haitian Dwarf, and if you're looking for a good quality man, like you said in your pilot episode, you're looking for a guy. You don't have to look on Tinder. You don't have to look on Craigslist. No. Or you want to look at Life from the Dutch Hall, you you look at you come and give us an email at life from the Dutch Hall gmail.com. You say you're looking for any good guys. We're going to give you the contact information of the Haitian Dwarf. You can follow him, Haitian Dwarf, on Twitter. And I'll tell you, that guy will romance the bejesus out of you, Blondie. He'll romance the bejesus out of you, and he's hung like a moose. He's a real <laughs> lover. Yeah. So, anyways, Haitian Dwarf, I like it. I like it. You go aggressively at the ladies, and uh, you. I wish I had your confidence, buddy. <laughs> I wish I had your confidence. So that's feedback. We got feedback from this week. Time to go back into the wheel of hate, Paul. What do we? What can we pull out of that thing? Oh, it's a double. They're stuck. Generation of pussies. All right, the generation of pussies. Oh. Now this is what I what I call a generation of pussies is our. I wouldn't even say it's our youth, but our youth are going to turn into the generation of pussies if we're not careful. It's the people, the young people that are just entering the workforce right now, the early 20s. I'm really worried about that generation because they seem like a bunch of pussies to me. So you've coined them the The generation generation of pussies, pussies, yes. And I I feel hatred in my heart when I think of them and the stuff they do. And this was exemplified this week by um, this... 911 call. Have you seen have you heard about this? No, I haven't. There was a a, a person that was shot by a, bri- a drive-by sh- in a drive-by shooting. A, an innocent bystander was shot. A woman, a friend of the person, calls into 911 frantic because 
Her friend is uh, shot and dying on his last uh, breath. And uh, this 911 caller does this. I'll play the 911 call. I hope it turns out. You know we are with technology. Come Let's on. see how this works. Come on, technology. Work for me. Come on, Pine Grove Internet. That was it. What? My she said, she. did you hear that? Yeah, she said uh, something fucking. She said, he, he, he kept asking her, is your friend breathing? And he she goes, barely, barely. And he goes, is your friend breathing? And then she goes, I said, barely. How many times do I have to fucking tell you? You know, he's sitting there dying in her arms, you know. The person died. That 911 caller hung up the phone because he was sweared at. And it hurt him so badly to have someone talk sternly to him. Oh. As their fuck, he used harsh language. He used harsh. She used harsh language. You're dealing with a person dying in your arms for fuck's sakes. Like, where's the compassion? Where's the 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 sense of like uh, duty, responsibility, wow. obligation? Like, he this fucking kid thinks so. He just so swallowed up by his own selfish bullshit. His feelings got hurt, so he gave up on saving a person's life. Yeah, you're a nine one one reception. It's not like this person called in because the McDonald's screwed their order up, and you say handle it yourself. You know, like that's that that one I can understand. No big deal. This is a person dying here, and you hung up on him, and the person died. Holy cow! And that person, this young ch- person, I, I don't even I don't even want to. I should give the person's name because they're despicable. Jesus. But I, I don't care enough. That but is the, horrible. I'm telling you, this is an indication to me of the generation of pussies because they're so caught up in their own bullshit. And they only think of themselves, and they're and they've always been praised and told they're great and they're pretty and they're fucking smart and all that stuff. It's like I like I'm not, I'm not saying it was great to have people tell you you're an idiot all the time, but at least it made you a little bit more humble. You didn't think the sun shone out your ass, and then when you dealt with people who treated you like shit in real life, you're like I'm kind of used to it, you know. Yeah. It's like I know what the truth. <laughs> I gotta have some confidence in myself, but I'm not. I know I'm not. You know I know I'm a a little bit of a piece of shit you know but these kids today they don't have that they no. just think everything's fucking great they eh? need a good a good spanking and i hate to say it you give them just a nice whack around they'll smarten out oh i guarantee I know you're you not allowed to do if that this, they if haven't this, been touched if this 911 kid was raised by a dick a dickhead that yeah. told him he like to just shut up and stop being a pussy this kid would have probably handled the call right to the no, end. No big deal. Because they would have handled shit before because they were made to handle shit before. You know? but instead, this kid's probably in his early 20s. If he's 20, he's never had to do anything. No. And as soon as it got hard, what did he do? He gave up. Screw this. I'm not doing this. You know. I don't need to do this. That's like, offensive. That's Who terrible. Who cares about somebody's life? All right, Paul. What's the next one? Rosie, it's going to hurt. Uh-oh. He hates sports break. Oh. oh, that's not true. That's not true. We put it in there so that we could have something, some time to bring up the subject. Oh, I see. But what I for one. Let's play this theme song, Michael. We're talking about cocks and balls. He shoots and scores and all. We're talking about cocks and balls and sports stuff. 
So we, we're doing the sports break. I'll let you guys run it this week. What's oh. happening in the wild world of sports? I would like to let Paul take it away because I think he had the, the best idea of the sports break we were talking well, earlier. Well, Big news in Toronto. Blue Jays are going for it, I think. We got ourselves uh, uh, David Price yeah. as a pitcher this afternoon. Yes, we did. And uh, we got a uh, We traded host, uh, yeah. Reyes or something, right? Yeah, we traded uh, uh, Jose Reyes, and we got uh, Troy Tulowitzki, who happens to be like the best shortstop in baseball. And, <laughs> the be- and we got the best pitcher in baseball. Oh yeah, I so, saying we as can it's like yeah, I, the, I like a couple of baseball teams. Blue Jays. Yeah, because you're a Pirates fan. I'm a Pirates fan, but I the Blue Jays are Canadian, so we all obviously yeah, yeah. cheer for the Blue. It's our only team. Yeah. So yeah, it's awesome. I think it's great. Yeah, I think it's a good year to go for it too, right? Because the oh, division's yeah. kind of weak. If you go on a bit of a run, you'll have you can win the division, and then in the playoffs, anything can happen, right? I think if you're a hardcore Jays fan, you got to be excited. They traded away uh, Daniel Norris. Good. Good prospect, but hey, do you go now? You go for it. Yeah, go, go for go it. Now. You got yeah. the team. Fucking go for it. It's awesome. I yeah, they got a great, they, great hitting team. Like, oh, like I don't know if you can find a better one. And you know? they got a legit number one pitcher. So hopefully they can go for a nice run here, get in the playoffs first of all, and then yeah. see what happens. Yeah, that. then then it's anyone's game, right? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and so. Uh, what else is there? Well, I got one little shout out to uh, Port Dover's Megan Timp. Megan uh, yeah. Tampa's yeah. here for her. Yeah, great girl. Um, lucky enough to know her. She's a real sweetheart, and she happens to play uh, for our women's uh, fastball team that played in the Pan Am Games and got gold. So congrats, uh, Megan. Congrats again. Another team too. Yeah, she's. I think she possibly is done now. Um, but she, yeah, kicked ass for many years. Yeah. So she went out on a high note if she's done. So congrats to Meg. You know when she's got to go back to school? Back to school? Yeah, because maybe we can have her into the life in the Dutch Hall. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that would be great. We can try to. I don't know to. if she's going to be back down in, down home ever, but if you ever if yeah. you ever know she's around, we'd love to have That's her in. That's a great idea. We'll see if, if she's listening to the show. the beacon out, yeah. If yeah, if anyone, knows, if, if anyone knows Megan, we'd love to have her in and talk about her experiences at Pan Am Games. I think it would be cool. That and she's be awesome. uh, she's played in the Olympics and everything, hasn't she? She's done it all. Yeah, so anyways, that would be great. That's a good local story. Yeah, cheers. Sports break. You know, the only other thing in sports that I, that I think is uh, – uh, interesting is the Tom Brady uh, oh, um, football thing, you know, <laughs> and uh, they're really going at it. They don't want the four games, the suspension. It's turned into a bit of a pissing match, if, as I understand it. Yes, it uh, is. And uh, the owners are all getting involved. Tom Brady destroyed his cell phone, which is supposed <laughs> to have messages on it that he, they could have looked into, but and also porn. Yeah. <laughs> And he, he took it and they like he says, well, I, I, I replace my phone every four to six months and then destroy the other one, right? right. Like that's just what normal people do, I guess, right? When you got <laughs> oodles of money. Wheel. Yeah. But uh, it sounds to me like something sh- that shady people do. Someone with maybe like, you know, they don't want the, a, a trail of people to follow them. You know, that's I right. got away with this for six months. Let's destroy the evidence and move on, you know, do it again. Yeah. I don't know. Tom Brady, what I think about the whole thing is like, I don't give a shit about like a thing like the the ball being inflated a little bit or whatever is uh, like it's bullshit. The whole thing is bullshit. The fa- but the fact is you broke the rules. It's like NASCAR, you know, if you're off by like a little bit on your yeah. back, you're off. You're penalized because you're you've broke the rules, even though it's just by a little bit and it was by accident or whatever. You still fucking broke the rules. If they want to start enforcing those rules, then you have to accept your punishment. So four games, sit your fucking four games and yeah. shut up, right? And that's why they make rules. Right. And don't them. do it again. They're setting an example that other people should stay within the rules. And that goes for um, Kerry or Ruck. Is it Kerry Rogers? Or who's the one for – who's 
Sorry. I'm such an idiot with sports. I should put sports in a jar of hate because I don't I don't you know. Did. Enough. You did. You did, right. You did. But uh, You're just making me feel good. Who's the who's the guy from the Packers, the quarterback? Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. What did I say? Good guess. Carry. Yeah. Carry. Aaron, sorry, Aaron Rodgers, but Aaron <laughs> Rodgers, he likes it a bit more inflated. Yeah. He likes it a little bit of so he should be penalized too. That's if you right. find it next season, you're chesting the balls and he's got his a little bit over yeah. the limit. Yeah. Well, that's too big. Even though it has no advantage, it's still breaking the rules. Yeah. Stop breaking the rules and you, you know. And when you're doing this sort of thing, you got to understand you, when you're pushing the line, every once in a while you get caught, you got to be penalized. So you got four games. And really, Tom Brady's, Brady's not getting any younger. If I was the Patriots, I would look at uh, this incident where you got four games to get a new quarterback in there. It's testing to see if you can, if your system can work with somebody else, yeah, and then you can still get something for Brady, right? Pete, you're looking at the positive, and I like it. You're already you're on the positive track. I'll tell you, it this jar right this now. jar is working like a charm. Sure Let's is. hit it one more time. We got Pearl Jam, Pete. You hate Pearl Jam. Oh, wow. Pearl Jam breaks my heart, and a lot I'll tell of people you. getting offended. Yeah, I know Pearl Jam. Uh, you know, I, I'm a man of the '90s. You know, yeah. I'm a man of the '90s. Uh, that's when I hit my peak. You know, the glories of the early '90s when I was strutting my beautiful long locks. I was gonna say you had a sweet flow, you know, didn't you? Oh yeah, rolling through with my oh my flannel shirt tied around my waist, my work boots. Looking like just a just a gorgeous uh, you know a model from a romance novel. Jane, is that a, is that appropriate? That's probably pretty accurate. Jane right? is Fa- loving every minute young of Fabio it. is what I remember. Yeah, Ooh. I was hitting my stride in the '90s, and Pearl Jam Ten came out. I was all in. Love Pearl Jam. Where wouldn't you be? Right. Versus all in. Versus is a great album, you know. And uh, Vitalogy, great album. Great album. Yep. Yield. Eh, you're off a bit, right? But you're still Pearl Jam. Yeah. You can still go see your show. You're still playing awesome songs, right? And they go on. They start doing like old fifties uh, covers, and then and then and like that. Uh, oh, where oh, working my baby? And then all of a sudden, something a ukulele album in there or something. And then now they've turned into just pussies. The <laughs> old man, like Eddie Vedder, sits there sipping the wine that he makes, shilling his own wine out there, wearing a golf shirt, uh, talking, mumbling pol- incoherently about politics, and playing their new music. I'm telling. Uh, these were rock stars, right? Their new music. When I listen to Pearl Jam's new music, it makes me think that Kurt Cobain died at exactly the right age. Yeah. Yes. Good point. <laughs> yeah. Good point. No, I gotta ask no, you. Seriously, for music, honestly, for, me, yeah. for music, like imagine what he would be doing. I, I, Kurt he, Cobain would be sucking right now. Well, He'd be he, making a bunch of junk. And he never did. And Dave so. Grohl sit, would be sitting there on the drums, thinking like, "What the fuck did I do? You know, yeah. like, uh, yeah. what did I do to agree into this stuff? You know." Like I don't think it was a long-term thing. Those ones that blow, that burn out real quickly, they never have to go through the part of of your life where your brain gets so mushy in your right. head that for some reason you can't create music anymore. Because I don't know any. Like, can you think of an act in music today that uh, that is as good now as they were when they were young? Like an old act. No, I like I I wanted to. I, I think right away. I think Metallica. And then I'm like, are they as good as they were? I, they still got some good music, but it's not like at their prime. It's not. Yeah. It's not there. ACDC. Well, I don't know. I don't. Yeah. ACDC, yeah, their new songs. Well, yeah. Like they're okay, but they're not. Yeah. They're not what they were. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. It's hard to say. Like Neil Young. I, mean, I haven't heard any new things that are any yeah. good, but he plays that album of covers. It's good. Like he's a talented musician, yeah. but for writing new songs and making new music that matters, doesn't hit you like it used to. The only one I can think of is Van Morrison. You know. He makes an album a year, I think. Still, really, the guy's prolific. I didn't you know? know that. But no one plays his. He doesn't get any radio play, Not right? Not at all. 
but he's a prolific artist. He just keeps making music. And if you listen to his new stuff, you swear you listen to his old stuff. Like it's pretty consistent. That's yeah. the only guy I can think of. It's still making it, but no, but again, his fame is, is faltered, but you look at Paul McCartney or whatever, yeah. like, yeah, he yeah. doesn't make Beatles songs anymore. You know, still like appreciate it, but it's not, yeah, well, yeah, it's not what it was. Yeah, that's right. You know, he's yeah. still talented, but it's just like, like I just heard the song from Keith Richards on the on the radio. They're giving a lot of radio play on satellite, on Spectrum. Spectrum. And it's uh, Trouble, it's called, by Keith Richards. They're playing it all the time. And it sounds like an, a guy in his 70s that wrote a rock song. Mm-hmm. You know, like it does. And and uh, they didn't, he wasn't really very good on his own when he was young, yeah. you know. And now that yeah. he's an old man, it's like even, it's a kind of uh, embarrassing to listen to, you know. But you don't see that with comedians, eh? You don't see. I think comedians have a longer. I don't. I don't know if the sticky part of your brain that that gets ruined when you get old that makes you creative. I don't. I think that it maybe applies in music, but it doesn't apply to comedy, right? Yeah. I don't know. The, George Carlin's last special, he was uh, kind of like a cranky old man, and I think the was jokes he? were lo- were lost a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Not to trash Carlin, but you know, like yeah, I think it maybe he lost a, a step a little bit, but. You that think, could happen to you a think young guy. Because the the hunger factor has gone a little bit too. Like uh, they're not quite as hungry because they're established that they're just like we're gonna make what we want to make. Yeah, yeah. And where when they started, I mean, that's their. They always say the first album. I mean, that's you, you've worked your whole life to make this album. Yeah. And then you just continue on from there, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Then it's a kind of a job after that. Yeah, that's right. Because then the first one, yeah, like you said, even if you didn't, even if you didn't work on those songs forever, they've been bouncing around they've your been head. In you. Yeah, yeah, they're in you, and now you just spew them out, and everybody's like, "Holy fuck, you're awesome!" And so, they're like, "No, no, yeah, that was tough. like 20 years of stuff that I put on that album, yeah. and now the next one I got to do a year later." Yeah. You know, so yeah, no, that's true. I think that's why people get the sophomore jinx all the time because they, they kind of blew. They tried to replicate a longer process in a shorter time. Right. Even if it was the same amount of time in studio or whatever, it's just that time that you came up with those right. those things. And 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 uh, those songs that probably you put on the first album, you kind of like redid a bunch of times and right. fucked with yeah. and really really tinkered with to perfect it. Eh? Yeah, you knew in your head what you wanted it to be, and that's like I wonder that with Pearl Jam because they they spewed out so many songs. Like their catalog is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. And you know they played so many live shows. Have they you know just watered it down so much that it's just shit now? Yeah, what what do you think about like uh, the Foo Fighters? I think because uh, he's getting like I, I, I like what he's doing with the albums, but they're I mean they're not my favorite. They're definitely I mean, I, they're my favorite band, but the, what they're doing now it's not my favorite music. But I like the idea of what they're doing. Everything's kind of fresh, but yeah. at the same time, it's not. There's a couple good songs in there, but it's not the whole. You're not gonna listen to the album and be like, "Fuck, that is an awesome album." Yeah, yeah. I don't know. That's, and they, even in their concert, they played a, f- a very. F- they, yeah, they'll they play d- one or two of the, yeah. the ones that turn out to be good and that they like to play live. But then they always go back to the yeah, the, yeah. the ones that get them where they need to be. So, anyways, sorry to Mark Rowan, my uh, former guest of the show. I know he's like he he has a big boner for Eddie Vedder and he uh, <laughs> loves Pearl Jam. I'm sorry to hurt your feelings, but if I have to hear Sirens one more time, yeah. I'll freaking strangle myself. Yeah. I swear to God. BTW. BTW. BTW is, by the way, I came to find that out. How I found that out was I was driving in the car with my daughter, and uh, she she said something, and then she said at the end of it, BTW. Oh, she said it. She said it with her mouth. Mm. She said it with her mouth. Saying the short forms. And it's not the short form. That's the problem. By the way is three syllables. By the way, three syllables. Right. BTW. Is what is W? How many is that? 
W. Is that two or three? Three. Three. So you got you got two extra syllables in that. BTW. By the way, would be shorter. It'd be easier. Yeah, it'd be easier. Same with when they say my my uh, BF. Well, guess what? Best friend is the same amount of syllables. So fucking say best friend, right? Just say it. Right? Work. Yeah. Yeah. And what do you say? G like but uh, what they'll say sometimes is BFF. <laughs> they'll go BFF. And I'm like, no one, no one in the history of ever has ever said, hey, I'm going over to visit my best friend forever, right? <laughs> I'm going to go over and visit my best friend forever. And, but no, but now everyone says BFF. Well, it's stupid. You know, just say your best friend or just say your friend. It's one syllable. And it's, it's worked fine for this whole time. But now, all of a sudden, you want to put extra stuff in, the, in an attempt to shorten it because it's easier to type. Well, typing isn't your mouth. You don't type... It's not talking. That's what, that's what I was gonna say. Do you think that your, you know, ki- your kids and people that age now are just talking like what they're texting? Now that's it's right. Part of the language. Yeah, they say lol. Yeah, lol is a no, is a word. They'll really, say it. They'll laugh out loud. They don't laugh out loud. They don't actually laugh out loud. They, they go, say lol. They say lol. No, they don't. Yeah, lol. That happens. Lol. Yeah. Come on. It really does for real? I've heard Holy fuck. I've I've heard I've heard I have heard this people. I've w- I've worked with people in their 20s. I have worked with them. <laughs> no wonder. That say that I'm going to my GFs or my BFs. Wow. My BFs and I'm like, "What? Did you just say BF?" Yeah. "What do you Why didn't you just say boyfriend?" Cuz I don't understand. Like it's stupid. No one talks like that and they're like, "Ah, uh, like you don't cuz I'm older, yeah, right? I don't get actually, it, right?" We're in the wrong. My daughter's response to me was uh just let me be a teenager for, you know, just let me be a teenager. Don't ruin it. You know, don't ruin so it. Right. Yeah. Says. Yeah. Cause I'm sitting there riding her like that's, Fresh that's longer. Her. That's longer. Why would you say that? You know, she goes, I should have said BT way. And I go, no, you shouldn't have. You should have said, by the way, by the way, it's lang- It's just language. Don't screw it up. It's not making it better. It's a good language. Just use it. I'm really offended by it because I like the language. That's what I put in the jar of things I like. It's language. It's great. You can get your point across. You can communicate well. You can solve lots of problems if you learn how to talk well. But you can't with fucking BTW and all shit like that. <laughs> it's like, why do you need short, short forms that are any shorter and 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 sayings that are just Stupid. inane? It's it, yeah. it creates confusion. It's it, it pisses me off. So go ahead and be a teenager all you want, but you sound like a bunch of idiots. And when you and even when you're texting, you're texting that shit, and it doesn't it's, it doesn't even make sense when you're texting. Yeah, a lot it. of the times it gets lost. I'm str- yeah. I struggle with LOL, and I can put it on there. I've never I've never typed it once. No. Never ever in my lifetime have I typed LOL, and I'm never going to. It's one of those things I've drawn into my line in the sand. I'm just not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I won't. I won't write LOL. Even when I laugh. The statement has been made. Even when I laugh out loud. Even when I legitimately laugh out loud, I will write, I legitimately laughed out loud. (laughs) But I will type it in full letters. I legitimate and punctuation. And fucking punctuation. I got the time. Not to mention. (laughs) We'll get my point across. There's no room for confusion. It's bad enough that when you write a text, people can't can't, uh, read your intent. They can't read your your sarcasm That's or your right. inflection yeah, or whatever. It's all lost. That's yeah. true. Yeah. So if you're in a bad mood, and uh, like like say you were you, just before you came here, Mike. Right now, I'm happy that you're here because you got an irrigation gun going and yeah. it's been giving you problems. <laughs> yeah. So you come in and you having a uh, you type me a letter saying I'm having problems or you text type me a letter like a you, letter, like you a mailed her. Yeah. I, I threw it. Put a stamp I threw on it from it. the farm. <laughs> Gave the old Pony Express and brought it to us. <laughs> 
No, you gave me a text and you said, uh, you know, having problems with the irrigation gun, you don't know how late you're going to be. And I said, and I said back to you something like, uh, "That's what, or Paul just got here. And like, keep me updated. Keep me updated. Yeah. But if you were in a real bad space when you read that, you would just be, you could have read it like, uh, Paul just got here. Like, yeah. keep me posted. Like, yeah. God damn it. Yeah. You know, like, like yeah, that was like, really. Where are you? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I didn't take it like that. Yeah, yeah, you didn't. Because you're a good guy. I know you better than yeah. that. Yeah. Because you know I wouldn't be you upset understand? with that. No, you but, understand. But but uh, but you know what I mean. Yeah, like, you, you lose the uh, emotion in the taxi. It happens all the time. Yeah, and this is a problem when you're a dick. Like I am a uh, my default behavior is a dick or know? super sarcastic, which I tend to be very sarcastic. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. see, go for the joke in it because you think it's silly. I, so sometimes people take you literally when you're just meaning it as a joke. And, yeah. But I, when I because I was a dick at work, everybody, uh, especially my bosses, would always read my emails and texts like i was yelling at them yeah and uh i wasn't i was just asking a simple question or whatever like just getting back to them or whatever and they'd read it like and they would be i would get a lot of messages back like what's your problem and i'd be like i don't know i don't know i read it like five six times i couldn't hear how he was reading it you know like i was like what did they say you know like i can't see it but then you realize he's he he read it with like that a bunch of sarcasm and 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 snide snide remarks you know everything he thought i was trying to give them a hard time because yeah. i did it so often yeah so uh, but uh so it's something i always have to deal with so i would end up just calling people because then you can use your mouth again you know and real words and that would work what's the matter bud because yeah, they can hear it in your voice yeah because you actually use words that's the beauty of it we're given this stuff for a reason man now we're just gonna have strong thumbs and no one's gonna know what the, no one's gonna strong understand sarcasm thumbs. anymore well we are at an hour Thumb and we have up. and our jar of hate is empty everyone We've uh, oh, we've loaded them back up. We're just got to get our shovels out now, and we're going to uh, load it in the backyard. For this week, this is going to be our last time you ever hear this without the Paul's beautiful theme song, I believe. But uh, for Paul's Potable this week, we're just going to uh, give a toast to all the things we hate and put it behind us and start being more positive going forward so that we can have a happy life. What's in the drink today, Paul? Oh, well, moonshine cherries and a little bit of... Moonshine cherries. Same old, same old. It's getting to be our drink in this house. A little bit of moonshine whiskey for until next week, everybody. I will. Uh, we will see you next. Oh no, sorry. Let's do the shot let's first. Do the shot. Let's do the shot first. Oh, that was delicious. So until next week, reach out to me at livefromthedutchhall@gmail.com. Follow me on Facebook or whatever. Follow me on is follow me on Twitter. Like me on Facebook. Go on Instagram. That's a good one. I like. I think everyone's using Instagram. I'm Dutch Hall on Instagram. Great picture. And give me some feedback, guys. We're going to get the show going. Next week, we're live from Turkey Point. A week after that, we have Tyler Shazma, who we couldn't have today. Thoughts and prayers to our scientific correspondent, Tom Bowen. Hope you get better soon. Otherwise, we will see you on T. See you next Thursday. Hit it, Michael. I feel better. <laughs> Cleansing. Yeah. Goddamn pandas. I've been waiting to get that off my chest for months.